Hey, I'm sitting up here at Sequoia Elementary School with my main man, Miles, and gearing up for this episode that you guys are about to listen to with my good friend, Brad Branham. I'm excited about it. I did want to give a plug that while it is designed for single people, and regardless of what season you're in right now, I think it's a great episode that hopefully can encourage you with some principles or, or any kind of wisdom that you might pass on the people you know that are in that dating season. So without further ado, here's the episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to College Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey, Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right, we are live with our newest episode of College Questions. Thank you guys so much for listening in. It's always encouraging to hear how the podcast is encouraging you. So thank you guys as you maybe sent me a text or called me. Uh, I always appreciate that and value that because uh, it means a lot. And so I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to learn with you and excited about this question we have today. This is a, a very good question that I think will help and be encouraging to a lot of our listeners, particularly if you're in college. Uh, and particularly if you are single, because our question is, what is your, <laughs> that's why this is, look at that. How can you even read that? This is ridiculous. I, so I wrote down the question. Anyway, we're just going to keep it rolling. That's why you should write a little clearer than that, DJ. What's your best advice on dating? That's the question. What is your best advice? I apologize. That was me trying to read my writing and it was, I couldn't accomplish that task. What's your best advice on dating? <clears throat> so this is a great question and I'm excited about the guests we have on. We've been able to do two of these podcasts together. The last one we did was on communication and encourage you if you hadn't listened to that one to go back and, and listen to it. We actually recorded that one on Arkansas Tech University. That was kind of fun. So, uh, but he, uh, we get to share in ministry together. Been uh, teaming up now for my goodness six years now. Yeah, it's been a minute. Come on, that's working awesome. on year seven. Working on seven. So uh, have always fun. Uh, you know, he's the BCM minister, also co-pastor of Hello Church, uh, member here at FBC, and uh, serves here as well. So just so grateful to have him back on the podcast. Please welcome my good friend Brad Branham. Brad, man. thanks for coming on the podcast. <clears throat> it's good man. to be back, man. You, you, uh, as I tell you every time, man, you got it going on, man. This thing is, you have you have real guests, and then you have me. No, uh, don't you know? I'm, don't I'm, say that. I'm, this is good, I'm a man. friend that's local, and you don't have to pay for my meal to come in. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah, the, the good news. Well, the good news is is that I will say though, I I think it's neat because everybody has some kind of they have something to really share and offer and in, in, in an angle a topic that they like so I always like asking guests hey what's something you would really enjoy talking about and it's fun to see what people come up with and uh so uh anyway when when we were talking about questions for this, po this podcast you know i mentioned dating and you were just instantly like yeah let's do that one so yeah. so i'm curious man you know what where do you go someone comes to you they're like all right brad what's your advice for dating uh, what do you what do you say? Yeah, I'm I'm excited about this topic because I've had so much experience uh, both in doing dating right and in not doing dating right. Okay. And so uh, <laughs> what what I have to offer sometimes is just uh, an anecdotal funny story about how I really messed something up. Uh, and so, but you know, it's it's interesting, Justin. I was thinking about this. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, dating when when you and I were younger, 
uh, man, and dating now is so much different. I mean, you know, the rules, the rules of engagement have changed uh, exponentially. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't think I ever met someone on the internet that I dated. Like my wife was my neighbor, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whenever I asked her to marry me, you know, I, I just, it was just me and her and her, her parents in her mom's living room. And, you know, she got down on one knee, had a ring, asked her and you know, I didn't have a, you know, I didn't have a, a videographer or a photographer, you know, hidden around the corner, taking mm-hmm. videos and pictures. And so <clears throat> a lot has changed in terms of the the rules of engagement and, and all of that. But, you know, the, the dynamics of, of, uh, of the relationships is the same. And, uh, in fact, <clears throat> because, because our generation, if you will, uh, had to, had to date, like, man, when I, when I called my wife and asked her for a date, uh, man, I called her on the phone, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I got her mama, you know, on the landline, had to ask for her, you know? And so, uh, that's, that's a lot harder. I think sometimes than maybe throwing out a text or a quick message. And so, uh, you know, we, I think we definitely have some things to, to offer uh, on this subject. <clears throat> Funny story uh, to start with, man, uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, I use this illustration uh, in, in, in one of my messages, and I'm not going to preach the message. Obviously, this is a back and forth. It's a podcast, but I use this illustration, man. When I was younger, uh, probably about fifth grade, uh, there was this girl that, that caught my eye, man, for the first time in my life as a fifth grader. It's like, oh, you know, girls don't have cooties. Cool. Uh, and so, uh, man, I, I had a desire uh, to date her. So what did I do? I said, well, uh, I tell you what, man, I, I've seen enough movies. Uh, so, uh, man, I went out. I said, <laughs> first thing I got to do, I got to write her a note. So I write her a note and I chew, you know, I write, hey, you know, you're, you're good looking, this, whatever. I said, do you like me? Yes no or maybe right so then i think well i can't just bust this out on her in class like i'm gonna be classy about this thing so i go and uh man i'm saying i gotta get her some flowers right so uh i'm like well i'm living in the small town of desert there's no flower shop in town i mean if there is i'm you know i'm in fifth grade what i know about getting flowers so i i remember now this is crazy justin but i remember that her grandma had some good looking flowers in her yard so what do i do i go get on my bicycle i pedal down to grandma's house and i go with some scissors and i grab the <laughs> i nice. grab these flowers oh, out of man. her grandma's yard uh so then i'm like well now i gotta give it to her all together in a package so what do i do i go get a real nice wrap thing no man i got a ziploc bag so i take her i take her grandma's stolen flowers and a, and a check yes or no or maybe letter and i throw it all in there together i get back on my bicycle roll down she's in her front yard i so so you know i naturally have some smooth words and no man i throw it at her and i'm like hey read the note and then i get on the bike and pedal away as fast as i can and so, uh, so I'm thinking the next day when I show up at school, like this girl is going to want to date me, you know, and, uh, man, I roll in and, uh, and I just kind of look at her like, you know, anticipate an answer. She, she just kind of gives me this look like, man, not in your wildest dreams. Right. And so that was, that's a crazy deal, man. Oh, that was funny. my first experience with, you know, trying mm-hmm. to ask a girl out. So obviously I got better. I have been married now for many years. And so, uh, to my high school crush, man. And so, uh, but yeah. Definitely have definitely have some positive stories and some negative stories uh, that I could tell on that one. What's uh well let's so that might you know that might be under what not to do like yeah don't take grandma's flowers no doubt no doubt all right but what what are some things what would you say are some things to do what are some things <clears throat> right. that they could and obviously when it comes to dating I mean man there's so many variables and everything's 
there's so many different situations people can find themselves in. And of course you have the extreme side of things that you've seen, like what was the book? I kiss dating goodbye. Right. And then somebody else writes one time about bring on dating. Right, I don't right. know what it was, but essentially you've got these two. Yeah. I'm going to call them extreme. And you know, that it was interesting. Like that was such a huge part of our Christian culture, the, the I kiss dating goodbye book. And you know, that cat, I can't remember his name now, uh, but you know, he's, he's, he's now, he claims, I think he claims to be an agnostic or yeah. an atheist. And yeah. I mean, he's basically come out publicly and apologized for all that. And just yeah. said that was a bunch of junk. Yeah. Like I, it's a good you know, lesson so, to learn by the way. Yeah thing extreme yo we ought to pay attention to right, kind of right. some caution flags go yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe there's more balance to this thing so i think it's probably safe to say you and i there's no way we can offer like perfect advice this is it I, I always tell guys like everything prior to marriage really is complicated and chaotic in a lot of ways like it really right. is hard i mean to sympathize with what like i don't envy their situations at all man no it, it is very very difficult and so my heart goes out to them yeah no doubt you know there is hope though and i do think with that being said certainly there are some things that can help a young man a young woman as they enter a relationship as they feel those man i really want to get to know that person oh, i hope they ask me out or i really want to yeah. ask her out what are some things they can do on a positive side mm. to help to help go about that in in, yeah. a, in a really good way that sets them up and prepares them for marriage and those kind yeah. of things? What are, what are some things that comes to mind? Yeah, man. So uh, I'll just jump in here. The, the first thing that comes to mind <clears throat> is, uh, man, to have good boundaries in your relationships. Uh, and I don't mean physical boundaries. I mean, obviously, that's that's part of it. Uh, but what I'm talking about is, is uh, man, you know, as I and you and I, I mean, obviously, we deal with a lot of college students and uh, we see a lot of stories. And and one re- reoccurring theme that I've picked up on is, uh, man, some people are, are desperate. You know, one person or the other in the relationship is desperate. Mm. Uh, and, and when one person in the relationship is desperate or takes this relationship on a different level, they try to take they try to level jump if you will. Mm-hmm. They try to take things too quick, too fast. And again, not just in physical intimacy, though, that could be a part of it, but even just emotionally. Uh, I dated a girl once, uh, obviously before my wife, and uh, we, we were about two weeks into the relationship and she busts out a I love you. Mm. And, uh, and you know, not wanting to hurt her feelings, I, I really shouldn't have, but I reciprocated with an I love you. And, and for me, that was just like a no, yeah, I love you. Like I, I tell lots of people, I love you. Yeah. But for her, it was like, hey, I'm in love with you. Mm. And uh, you know, I've got a saying, you know, you don't, you don't fall in love, you fall in ditches. You know, yeah. like you, you grow to love someone. Mm. And so uh, I think, you know, the level jumping thing, man, having having boundaries and 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 making sure you're walking through the relationship. It's kind of like, you know, we talk about being un, unequally yoked or or equally yoked, and we talk about it in terms of. You know, if you know, maybe we have the same faith background, or you know, maybe we're. On, but even like the 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 degree to which you're taking the relationship at the time, and I think the reason this is such a big deal for college students is because you know, in high school, junior high, it's like, well, you know, if mom and daddy let me date, I know that this relationship in junior high is going to last all of a week. You know, in high school, maybe three months. Uh, but man, when you start dating in college. It's all of a sudden like, you know, both parties are, are asking the question, is this person a potential spouse? Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you're not, you should be mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, college, you know, college is not the time to string people along. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, pe- people yeah. come in with, with different levels of expectations. I heard so. a guy say once he was like talking to a group of college students and he said, hey, all right, y'all ready? It, this is what he's even about dating. You were talking about missions and all this stuff, you know, and uh, but he's like, I need y'all to write this down. Everybody's like, he got real serious. He said, listen. You will marry 
someone you date. And everybody's like, it's funny. Everybody's like, yeah. Oh, okay. But you know, it's so silly. It's it's uh, but it's so true. Like I think sometimes you're you're exactly right. And it kind of the game does kind of change as you get older because it's like, all right, you know, this isn't just for fun here. This isn't just to, because right. I'm you know like this is potentially going somewhere. Yeah. Um. And so that's good to kind of acknowledge that. Yeah, I think another thing, man, is is uh, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, being you know being on the same page. Uh, in terms of, of uh, you know, your faith. And I did mention this a while ago, and that is typically what we think of. But, man, it's a huge deal. You know, I mean, uh, a lot of people have this idea of, man, I'm going to I'm going to flirt to convert. You know, mm, I'm going to missionary yeah, date. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, that that may be fine for now. Uh, but but when you enter into a marriage relationship, especially yeah. if you start having kids, then all of a sudden the denominational difference, the doctrinal difference. I mean, that becomes yeah, a huge deal. Difference. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've always thought about, you know, there's two qualifiers scripture gives for who you marry. There's only two. I mean, I don't, just to free everybody up a little bit, because so many people are walking around thinking like they got to find the one. Mm. And uh, now I will tell you post marriage, it's like, you know, man, this is the perfect, well, this was exactly who I needed to marry and God knew right. that. But man, you don't want to live life thinking like that's a lot of stress and pressure being like, Man, is this the one? Because I'm. What if I mess this up? And it's like, yeah. there's a lot more freedom in knowing. Okay, there's only two qualifiers that I can see in scripture, and you tell me if I miss anything. A Christian. Mm. B opposite sex. Yeah. If we're talking about biblical qualifiers of sure. what God would design for marriage, that's it. Yeah. So if they meet those two qualifications, now is it worth paying attention to personalities and whether or not right. you jive with them and mm. are you attracted and are, you know, do you, you know, do you do enjoy time with this person? Okay. Yes. But you said something earlier that I think I want uh, I'd love to, to get into a little more. Cause you mentioned that phrase, you know, fall in love. You do see, uh, and it, nothing is new under the sun, man. This is like since, since the fall, right? Like people have based love purely on feelings. Mm. Yeah. Which, to your point, and what I love about what you're saying is, like, are there moments you just really, like, absolutely are, are feeling in love with your wife? Sure. Absolutely. You need to have those moments. You're right. But you can't rely on the feelings. Sure. Because feelings do come and go. Yeah, it's a lot like faith, isn't it? You know, I mean, uh, sometimes you feel like a, a saved person. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's not about feelings. It's not about your feelings. It's about that relationship. But yeah. it's the same thing in marriage uh, or in dating. You know, uh, sometimes I feel that really what we would describe more probably as infatuation. Mm. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about this person. I'm really, quote, in love with this person. But man, love is that deal where, you know, uh, I joke about this, but, you know, first time she passes gas around you, you know, <laughs> it's like mm. she doesn't, you know, get up and yeah. do that in private. You know, it's all of a sudden, oh, OK, so this person is a real human, you <laughs> yeah. know, for, for maybe, uh, you know, the first time he leaves his socks on the floor, yep. you know, or, or whatever the case is, you know, you, you begin to to see who that person really is. Uh, and again, not excusing unhealthy things. Yeah, not sure. not you know looking over abuse or or something of that nature. But but w- within a healthy relationship, like you recognize this person is not perfect, uh, and that's when it really I think passes from that infatuation, uh, which is the early stages into into love. Well, and that's what I love about the vows people have at a wedding, and I know sometimes people don't consider those words they're actually saying but you know when you say for better or for worse mm. everybody it's easy to love in the better but who's loving in the worse yeah a lot of people bail in the worse a lot right. of people make excuses and say i'm out on the worst and that that's not 
that is not wisdom, right? Yeah. Because wisdom is, no, I'm going to love even in the hard times, even when I don't feel like it, I'm yeah. going to do this. And, uh, and there's some wisdom that, and so I, I love it, man. And, and the cool thing is it's not like those moments are all, but I think there's the big shocker for most married couples who don't into, I mean, you see, that's that that's the common theme of pre-marriage counseling. Most couples have a, what's the word? It's like a, um, unrealistic expectations. expectations. So yeah. it's just, a, it's, it's an expectation of everything's blissful. So when yeah. you get asked the question, something like, you know, if they get asked the question, answer yes or no to this question, will uh, you'll nothing could ever cause you to to question your love for your partner. Right? Uh, yeah, absolutely, nothing could yeah. ever cause. And, yeah, and then you and I would go, dude. There's going to be things. Yeah, that we're, cause let you me to press. In, let me press into that a little bit. <laughs> there's yeah, a, there's going to be. But in fairness to them, let's be honest. I always tell even engaged couples who are doing it right and, and choosing to wait to live together, like you know, at post wedding you can't really have some of that tension until yeah. you do start. That's why I've, I've heard Mike cloud talk about, you know, the learning curve for that first year of marriage. It is steep. It's fun. It's a yeah. fun year. It's an exciting year. It's awesome. But there are some challenges yeah. to your point. Those, those little things that you're seeing, you're getting tested with, wait, mm-hmm. I don't know if I like this characteristic. Right. Oh, I don't know if I like that behavior. And I didn't even know that. Happened. Like, wait a second. Right. And all, and some people sadly are like, it's like they want to throw their hands up there and leave. It's like, Whoa, wait, wait a second. Yeah. This is this is part of it. This yeah. is part I of the process. To, I used to watch a lot of Seinfeld. Uh, I guess I still do. But uh, you know, th- those guys are are just serial daters. I mean, they're always yeah. you know going in and out of relationships. And uh, the thing is, man, they they find the the most minuscule reasons to break up with someone. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, her nose is like, do I do I want to yeah. spend the rest of my life with somebody whose nose is like that? You yeah. know. And so, man, once you get it, once you get married, the, another thing I tell people is. You know, people are going to show you the best version of themselves before yeah. marriage. Uh, so especially, you know, if, you, if you're if you dating someone and there's some red flags, uh, don't assume that marriage is going to fix those things. Uh, you know, they're again, they're showing you the c- most cleaned up best version of themselves. Now, if there if there's something that's unhealthy, it's a tendency in, in your relationship, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. And so it's funny. They say that uh, they say that women. Uh, mostly come into a marriage thinking they're going to change their husband, uh, hoping he'll change. And then uh, men go into the relationship hoping that she will never change. Mm. And so you and I do a lot of that premarital counseling. Mm. And I like to press into those things and say, now, look, you just need to know she's not always going to look like she does. He's not always going to you know, act like he does. I mean, things look are, like he does. are look like he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, you know, you, you got to take those things into consideration. And, and then too, like, what happens if, you know, and, and sometimes I'll just worst case scenario it yeah. for them. You know, what happens if, if y'all, ha- y'all are in a vehicle accident, you know, and, and she's paralyzed, you know, yeah. for the rest of y'all's life together. And, and yeah. you know, you're, you're suddenly, you know, that whole in sickness and in yeah. health thing, yep. you know, that for some people, you know, what, what if, uh, you know, a lot of times mental health issues come yeah. up uh, in yeah. a marriage, uh, you know, I think, you know, typical onset is like mm. mid twenties, something like yeah. that for, for some of those things. And so yeah. if you're getting married at 23, you know, two or three years into it, all of a sudden you're not married to the same person you were. Yeah. And so, you what know, you there, there's a lot you got to consider. Let me ask you this. Uh, and I know we're kind of back and forth a little bit of that marriage stuff, but let's go back into just, okay, dating. starting dating. Sure. Uh, how do I get to know someone? Cause I, I kind of, we've kind of hinted at that. How do you do that? what are some practical ways that you would advise 
and I've got some thoughts on it, but I'm curious what you would think, man. How you know we got kids that at some point you you've got daughters. Right. I've got a daughter. Yeah. You got a son. I've got sons. So at some point we're going to try to coach them up. What yeah. would, what would we want to you know when our kids and I, that's how I kind of like to ask it. I've had college students ask me a question in the last couple of years, and I'll say you know hey can I answer that like like you were my child because that helps me be free right. in how I oh, say it. Yeah. And I think that's been fun. And so. How, how would you answer that for your own kids when they're when they're 18 19 20 years old like you know if they're willing to listen what what are what are some ways you can get to know someone because you're right I do think people can I mean obviously they can put on a game for a long time right like that you you don't really know yeah. so what are some ways you can kind of get past that and actually mm. really get to know what somebody's about mm. that's good yeah so I would say a few things okay. uh, first of all, uh, I, again, if I were talking to my, my son, he's the oldest, I've got two daughters after him, but we'll just start with him. Cause he's the closest to this age. He's 10 now. And so I would say, look, Jeremiah, that's his name, uh, which you know that, but your, your yeah, listeners don't true, know yeah. that. So, but I would say, listen, Jeremiah, first of all, buddy, you, you've got to have some, some, uh, real life conversations with this person. You see what I'm saying? Like I know an early first date, for example, is, you know, maybe you go, you meet them at the movie theater. Nobody's going to the theater right now, but eventually we'll get back to that. That's an easy first date. You don't have to do a whole lot of talking. Yeah. You can kind of fill out whether I really kind of, you know, like this person or not, want to want to go for a second date. But, man, once you get into those second, third dates, uh, man, you need to be having dinner. I mean, you need to have some, some occasions where it's not just sitting around watching Netflix. I mean, I know, like, there's a generational epidemic of, you know, kind of quasi dating. I'm not really dating. I'm talking. And so we're hanging out and it's not real clear what we are, what we're not, you know, to a certain degree, that's natural. But at some level, if you really want to get to know each other, you have to define your terms. Like, man, this is what we are. And, uh, you know, this is who I am. And you got to have those, I mean, you got to have those conversations. So, so listen and check. And I think this is incredibly practical. And this is what I'm excited for us to have this podcast for, because what are we practically saying? When you hang out with this person, choose a setting in which will allow you to have a conversation. Mm. And then you're going to have to be willing to ask some questions. Just listen. Yeah. Ask questions. Listen. Ask more questions. Listen. Yeah. But you have to be intentional for that. You're right. And I'm with you, man. Sometimes you choose, you go mountain biking. Like, you ain't going to right. much talking mountain right. biking or you might right. end up over the handlebars. But you can sit. Uh, I remember when Brooke and I were dating, we went mountain biking up in, uh, by the way, funny story. And just to encourage any listener that's like, what if I mess it up? Dude, my my first date with her, I, I mean, it's by God's grace that we're married, right? And yeah. Because, dude, you know what I chose for our first date? Come on, this tell is, me. This is, this is hilarious. It's so sad. So I'd called her. I was scared to death. It was still in the day, man. You know, I, I had to call. My my phone died like mid, like like two seconds in the conversation. I I called him. I was like, dude, I need your phone. He's like, calm down, man. You know, like, <laughs> no, like, look, dude, it just my phone just died, man. And so anyway, I finally got the courage. Called her back. I was like, you know, ask her out and stuff. She's like, yeah, you know, what what would you like to do? And I was like, well, uh, we could go hiking, or I got this gift card to Dillard's. You know, we could go to Little Rock. <laughs> So, so that's some windshield so, time right there. So I should, that was my thinking, but it's so funny. Right. At my first date, we chill, we went to Dillard's, man, and I yeah. bought some pants. That's so funny. Dude, I like that. But actually. I will say that we, yeah. you know, in fairness, even though the the place we were going, I mean, that's not your typical right. date location. 
you know, it's an hour to Little Rock. And yeah, that. that's, that's two hours, a little time, over two man. hours. That's and so we did get to talk a lot, and that was really significant. Could but be they, a huge reason why you guys ended up married. I mean, honestly, that's right. And mountain yeah. biking. I remember we stopped. We were out at Old Post, and we stopped at a lookout spot and put our bikes down and just talked for a little while. Yeah. So, you know, even though, so even though you choose activities that may like, you can still kind of create that if if you're creative. And so, right. I love that, man. That's a practical application I, in dating that you I can like. say, hey. But you make sure these conversations are happening. Yeah. I like I like the creativity. That's another thing, man. If you just want to be really good, and I know stereotypically, at least for our generation, uh, men would would typically plan the the earliest dates. I don't know if that's an old fashioned thing now. Probably isn't done anymore. I don't know. But if it is, whoever, if you're the young lady, the young man, and and you're kind of responsible for asking someone out, kind of planning out a date. Uh, man, I would say creativity is huge, especially uh, not. I mean, obviously, you don't want to do something early in your relationship and then just bail on it later. Yeah. But I mean, especially earlier as you're getting to know him, you need to think through those things. You know, mm-hmm. uh, again, I think it's just too simple to say, hey, come over to my dorm room or yeah. no, let's hang. You know, I mean, those things are fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with them. But I think putting some intentionality, I think I think for most uh, young ladies uh, that we minister to. Uh, if they were in here right now, they would say, "Yeah, uh, if, if a guy's gonna ask me out, man, I want to, I want to see some creativity. Yeah, you know, I want to, I want to see that you put some intentionality, some yeah. thought, yeah. In, into this process. Yeah, yeah. All right. So here's something on my mind that I think when I think about my daughter, I've already told Hallie this, and she, I've tried to train her up in such a way that she trusts me that, like, before she'd want to marry someone, she would want you know my approval. Like she would want that. Sure. Not that like she would understand and tr- like right. okay. But one thing I think about is how do you really get to know someone? In a in a one-on-one setting, people can be anybody. But in group settings, I feel like it's a little harder to pull that off. Like you kind of get to know someone a little more mm-hmm. in a in a group environment and yeah. community. So I, I've actually, you know, I've thought about this and who knows? I mean, Hallie's only 10 right now. But at some point, you know, I want her to understand that, look, whoever you're dating, I feel like it's a red, not even a caution flag. It is a red flag if that, guy does not want to come over and hang out with us as a family mm. yeah that is a red that's not even a caution flag yeah Dude, that is that's, a red that's a no-go because yeah. what that communicates you and our communication majors yeah. and everything communicates what he's communicating is i'm good with fooling you with who i am right but when i step into that house i don't know if i can pull that off that's really what he's saying right and that's so i want her to yeah. understand that so i know that's a little different but i you know because maybe you know, if a girl, lived, you know, I went to college ten hours away from home, so like practically, that may not work out for everybody. But what do you feel about? But in some, in a smaller, in a bigger sense, I guess that does speak to just seeing that person interact with other people. Yeah. Do you do you agree or disagree with that? Is that oh, healthy? Absolutely. And how do you? No, because I do feel sure. like there's some danger in couples that only see that person in a one-on-one right. setting. Yeah, I think you know, I think a lot of. Uh, a lot of future abusive relationships start off with the amount of, you know, how, how critical someone's willing to be of you in the presence of others. Mm. Wow. So oh, wow. Uh, I, I usually uh, tell people what people say about you in front of their friends says a lot about what they really think about you. Mm. And unfortunately, what you allow them to say about you mm. in the presence of their friends says a lot about 
maybe how you feel about yourself. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, I think that that group dynamic is huge. And another thing, even from a, a more positive spin is if you're, uh, you know, so if you're talking from the perspective of, hey, to my daughter, this is what I want you to think. But to my son, I may say, hey, son, you learn a lot about that young lady by meeting her family. Yeah. You know, especially to fast forward to, to yeah. when you're a little bit older and, and you're in those a little bit more serious relationships. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to bump, bump us into marriage, but we're kind of yeah. blending, blurring yeah, those lines. It, well, it, you know, dating you, does lead to marriage. Yeah. That's, so, that's where so, you, so you, when you marry someone, you marry their family. Yeah. You know, and that's what a lot of people don't uh, either believe, don't understand, yeah. don't accept. But that's true, man. Yeah. If you, if you, uh, can't get along with their family, you're really setting yourself up yeah. for failure uh, yeah. by going ahead with that relationship. And sometimes those are unique situations where, like I always joke, because I feel like one side usually always have some crazies. In my marriage... <laughs> Everybody's it, got some crazy. In my marriage, uh, it is uh, my side of the family. And uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Obviously, if they're listening to this, it's like, I love them. But it's just, it's just there's challenges to that, right? right? So it's just cra- crazy in the fact that there's just been divorces. And so it's more, it just, it's just a little more complicated. Right. Right. So, uh, but the point is like, you know, but Brooke knew that stuff going in. And even though there's challenges, there's a balance to that in the sense that it right. doesn't mean that you. You're not looking for perfection because you're no, not no, going to no. find it. But, but yeah, yeah. You, you need to go into it with that, with your eyes open. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um. All right, man. What what else is there? Any other wisdom you have on how I can get to know them? How to get to know them? Yeah. <clears throat> I guess my only thought was without. I, I had a thought here, and I don't. Um, and this is I. Don't, you don't want to be this in a creepy way. It's kind of funny, right? But I do like. Let's say for, I think about my boys. You know. Um, you know, I would like to challenge them. Like, look, if you see a girl you're attracted to, you want to get, you maybe want to ask her out. Mm. Like, if there's a way just to kind of pay attention to her in settings right. and kind of, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean watch. Sure. Like in a you're weird, not, you're not creepy a way. Yeah. But I'm saying like, see them interact. How do yeah. they treat people? To your point, how do they treat people? How do they like? Right. Well, that and, goes and have a moment to to kind of see that because. Yeah, you you need to see it, man. I, yeah, I think, that goes you know, back to your question and answer thing from a while ago. I mean, you know, even let's let's go back to to an imaginary first date. You know, if I'm if I'm asking questions uh, and I'm listening, you know, obviously I'm getting to know the person I'm with. However, yeah. if I'm just running off my mouth about myself, yeah. they may be getting a lot you know, maybe getting to know me a lot and it may not be what they want to get to know. It may yeah. be like, Man, I'm never gonna get a word edge <laughs> you know, word in edgewise yeah. with this guy or whoever. Yeah. So that's yeah. fun, man. That's yeah. fun. All right, man. Other uh, other advice for dating. Yeah. So Ooh. I think I think, man. Uh, I think you you need to uh, be trusting and trustworthy. Uh, so trustworthy is easy, right? I mean, uh, you know, if a person you know if a person has a a background of of, of cheating on you, flirting with somebody else, all those kinds of things, uh, you know that that person's untrustworthy. You know, mm-hmm. and it it kills me, Justin, how many uh, people will stay in relationships that are just really toxic, really unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so-and-so has, has cheated on them, you know, X number of times, but it's just like, oh, well, they're never going to do it again. It's the same with, like, abuse. Well, you know, he said he was sorry, he bought me some, you know, some jewelry, whatever, and he swore he'd never do it again. You know, well, there's some things that you're in a relationship, you just need to, you know, figure out this person's not trustworthy. So that one mm-hmm. kind of comes to us in our mind, and we kind of understand that concept a little easier. But there's also this idea of being untrusting. Uh, and that kind of, you know, I think about, you know, a person 
that's really kind of based on jealousy. You see what I'm saying? Some insecurity on the part of somebody in that relationship. Mm. And so, this, you know, it's one thing, you know, yeah. you, you want to be cautious, uh, especially if you're just getting to know someone. You want to find out, is that person mm-hmm. trustworthy or untrustworthy? There's a certain amount. There's even a certain amount, I would even argue, of jealousy that um, communicates, like, this This relationship is important to me. But, that man, that's a really fine line between mm. what would be just the tiniest amount of healthy jealousy yeah. and something that quickly becomes unhealthy. Uh, and then yeah. it becomes creepy, like we're talking about. It, yeah. It's, a, you know, somebody saying, hey, uh, you know, uh, what, what's your what's your passwords to your accounts? You know, mm, what's this? Yeah. What's that? Well, that's none of your business. You know yeah. what I mean? Because that's my Instagram yeah. account or that's my, yeah. you know, whatever. And so now yeah. as, a, as a married person, you know, with all this water under the bridge, I have nothing to hide from oh, my yeah. wife. She yeah. can see anything. Right. She can, anytime at all. And she, she can, has access to ex- everything. Exactly. Sure, you want, yeah, right. Sure. But early on in a relationship, again, mm-hmm. that's part of that level jumping. Like that yeah. gets creepy real yeah. fast. Uh, you know, and what the what people often say too is, you know, I I trust you, I just don't trust them. Hmm. Uh, which to me, I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to say lie because mm. uh, if you trust me, mm. then you know I can be in a room with the most gorgeous, you know, smart, rich, whatever people in the world, mm. but I still only got eyes for you, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, yeah. That's good. All right. So I got a couple things, thoughts rolling in my head. I remember, uh, I remember thinking about for girls, I think one advice I'd want to give to Hallie is if she wants a faithful guy, pay attention to his eyes, because if a man's faithful with his eyes, he'll be faithful with the rest of his body. Come on. And, you know, even though that's rare, those men do exist. And I think for young women like that, you know, it always makes me sad when you find a young girl who just assumes, oh, I guess that's just the way it is. Right. And if you're listening, you need to know that's not the way it is. Exactly. That's not the way God designed it. And there are certainly men who are being courageous and taking a stand and having eyes for their future bride. Sure. And so I, I want to tell Hallie, you know, hey, you wait for that man. He, you know, be patient mm-hmm. and wait and and pay attention to his eyes. Yeah. To, to the guys, I would say, this is funny, I, I – uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, we were talking about this earlier about when your fifth grade story. Yeah. It's such a scary thing to have to ask a girl out. Yeah. And I think part of it is obviously just fear of rejection, but that is like the ultimate vulnerability. Like you're, I mean, you're, you don't know what, especially if you like notice somebody and you just like think, man, I really want to spend some time, maybe yeah. get to know them a little more. Man, they don't know that's coming. How do you do that? How do you sure. say it? And I, I want to help my boys to know, like, look, man, yeah, I think of that scripture, be strong and courageous. Yeah. Because, like, courageous is not doing something in the absence of fear. It's doing something in spite of it. You're like, you're going to be scared to death, man. But you got to just walk up to her, look no. in her eyes and say, whatever. You know, you come up with how you want to say it. But yeah. but straight up, just just do it, man. And, and know that rejection's part of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the process. Yeah. But when you when you and I were growing up, there was the saying. You know, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there there are literally, you know, something like three billion, uh, four billion members of the opposite sex on mm. this planet. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, not only is rejection a part of it, but mathematically, you got to like your chances. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> they're literally mm. like, if this person doesn't like me, don't let that be, oh, well, there's something wrong with me. Mm. You know, don't let that turn into some kind of inadequacies or something. Just recognize, okay, well, that wasn't that wasn't the fit, you know. Yep. I mean, you you end up ultimately you end up marrying one person, yep. 
you know, you're not going to be married to 16 others or so whatever. So just, man, don't, don't be afraid to ask out the, the prettiest guy, the prettiest girl in the room. Yep. That's good. Um, oh man, I wanted to ask you something about what was on my mind, man. It was, um, I was thinking about something, man. It just slipped my mind. I really wanted to share it though. Maybe it'll come back to me. Do you have any other just practical things you want to be sure we share? Uh, man, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm full of these, uh, these cautionary tales. One thing, man, I, I think, uh, you know, we talked about the, you know, differences in faith and, and things of that, that matter. But one thing to just to think about is, you know, you, you at hello church this past Sunday, uh, you, you were talking about the fall from Genesis chapter three. And in that story, it talks about Satan, uh, the serpent. It talks about the serpent was the most subtle of mm, all of the creatures. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's how, uh, oftentimes, the, you know, uh, the, the devil will use a relationship that you have to come between you and God. It's all very subtle. Uh, it's kind of like, we all know those relationships where it's like, you know, this person was a outgoing, extroverted, you know, well-liked, popular individual. Mm. They start dating somebody. All of a sudden, they don't have any time for their friends. They don't mm. have time for anybody. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same way. I think sometimes, you know, a person's not going to come out. The devil's not going to come out and say, hey, you know what you should do? Mm. You should go and spit in your pastor's face and steal yeah. from the offering plate. You know, yeah. he's not going to say, you know, uh, what's going to happen is that person that you're dating is going to say, well, you know, yeah, I'll go to church with you. So they go to church with you. They go to campus ministry with you, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, I went there and uh, nobody said hi to me. Mm. You know, nobody shook my hand or, uh, you know, I, I really didn't like that style of music. Mm. Or, uh, you know, that 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 pastor, man, he just, there's something about him. I can't put my finger on him. Something, yeah. But it's all this subtle stuff where it's like, you know what? I, I'm not against God. I'm not against church. I just don't like that church. Yeah. Uh, and so you got to, you gotta, if, if your faith means something to you and if it's valuable to you, uh, you got to watch out for the subtlety of how mm, that creeps in. That's good, man. You know, I, I remembered that thought I had of what I was hoping to share. And I see this in particular in Christian couples, man, that, you know, because you referenced that the serpent being, you know, sneaky and sly. And, and you, this is one way I see him doing that among young couples that are loving God and trying to do what's right. And they're not married. There's dating is that in small ways they begin to be tempted to operate as a married couple. Mm. Now I'm talking about in ways even beyond just physical things, because right. that's an obvious one, right? It's like, Oh yeah. Like we need to wait. That's guys that designed that for marriage. Let's wait, let all that. But even beyond physical stuff, like, yes, that too, by the way, I mean, obviously that's a huge temptation that couples have to wrestle through. So in that, that's the most obvious of way you see Satan tempt people like, right. Hey, Right. You know, and that, but then there's other ways, um, that I think that that happens and they, I know there's been situations where the girl will put pressure on the guy to mm. be this big spiritual leader in their relationship. And I'm like, you know, um, y'all are just dating. You right. Know? And I, I think, yeah, I think to the young guys, I'd say, man, look like you're not that when you get married. Yeah. Like it, the game changes. Right. And I would right. say even in, at, at engagement that yeah. spiritual leadership begins but I honestly wouldn't say it starts till then yeah. because up until then, man, Jesus is, is always her King. But that's one of right. the hardest lessons I had to learn when I was in Cairo is even as engaged to Brooke, there were times I felt like I needed to be there, but God taught me like, I'll never be for her what Jesus himself can only and forever be mm -hmm. like, I'll never be that. Now, am I called to be the, the, the leader of spirit? Yeah. To, but, yeah. but there's a balance to that. 
And prior to marriage, I think it's healthy for couples to understand like Jesus is king. Mm-hmm. Like I need to have a spiritual thriving right. relationship with God apart from this person. Yes. Because if I start relying and that's what I think I'm trying to communicate, if it's too many couples start relying on one another for that. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second, guys. You're supposed to keep your focus on God right now. And there's like the old triangle figure, you know, yeah. God's at the top mm-hmm. there at the bottom. If they focus on God, that's actually a really a great illustration. practical illustration yeah. that communicates what I'm trying to say is if, if you're starting to, and I don't know how the illustration would look for people who get it wrong and, and make it all about <laughs> what I'm saying, because that's unhealthy. It is unhealthy to get there that at that point in their life. Yeah. Now, like I said, engagement, you know, I think the game changes to some degree and obviously marriage. Absolutely. And and I'm, and there's a lot of variances and there's probably a little room for us to disagree with whatever people think. But absolutely, there's a there's a danger there when they begin to rely on each other early, whether we're talking accountability, mm-hmm. prayer, like yeah. all these things. I'm like, look, these are good spiritual things. But again, the enemy sly. So that's how mm-hmm. I'm, I see him being sneaky. He's like. They start looking to one another and their whole dependence of spiritual growth is based on one another. And my question to those young women saying this young man needs to do more. I'm like, wait a second. Like who, who saved you? Right. You You know, what? And for the young guy who's trying to be, I'm like, wait a second, bro. Like, be careful here. Like she needs to grow on her own. You need to prove to one another. Right. That you have a thriving relationship with God in the midst, in the middle of that. The beauty of it is when you do it right, you end up glowing closer in a healthy way. But I would I would say that's a caution I would give. Absolutely, is that be careful because that is one of the slickest uh, yeah. tricks of. We're not. Um, it, it goes back to what you're talking about, like the one. You know, uh, <laughs> Paige and I have had this conversation uh, with different people, and there it's, it's controversial. People disagree yeah. on it, but uh, man, I'm of the opinion that whoever you marry is your one. You know, I mean, it's yeah, not I as if, it's not as if you know. I mean, you you choose you choose that person every day. You know, you're not two uh, halves looking to be made whole. Yeah. Uh, the, the ideal picture is you're two holes who have been made whole by Christ. You're yeah. all, you know, you, you, your love for Christ exceeds uh, your love for that person. Uh, and as such, you are now uh, equipped and enabled to love that person the way you're supposed to. And uh, I would even argue, and I, and I get it, you know, in, in, within a marriage relationship, you know, the, the guy being the spiritual head of the household sort of sort of deal. I mean, yeah. we know statistically that, you know, if, if a child, uh, and if the whole family are unbelievers and a, and a child gets saved, comes to know Christ as their Savior, uh, you know, statistically there's a certain percent that of the other family that yeah. are going to get involved in spiritual life. But what happens and it's a little bit higher if it's a mom. Yeah. But, if yeah, if it's a dad, then it's yeah. like, I mean, I yeah. can't remember the statistic, but it's, it's a lot higher. Yep. Uh, so I get that. But even within the marriage relationship, Again, you're not two halves looking for a whole or to be made whole. Uh, you know that 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 deal goes on. Uh, you know you, your your relationship with Christ is your relationship with Christ, and it needs to be strong. You're not going to be able to lead somebody uh, if if mm. your relationship is not That's strong. Right. Man, you said something that really gets me. Uh, I think it's it's wisdom and it's worth pointing out. And and obviously, I think there's room here for people to disagree, and it's fine. But the whole one thing. I love how you said the one you marry is your one. And the reason I love that is this. If we, if we make this thing too feely, too, you know, romantic, whatever, you know, right. then then what happens when the person gets married to the person they thought was the one, but they have right. this such core belief that there's only one person. Mm-hmm. And then they get into marriage and 
as all marriages experience, there's conflict and you got to figure out how to resolve that. But then there, it kind of shocks them like, wait yeah. a second. I thought this was all this of a secret. sudden that's not the right one. Exactly. Yeah. Now they're questioning, wait, I guess I didn't marry the one. So I'm going to go back to square one till yeah. I find the one. And then they're going to repeat that process to the day they die. Yeah, Never I mean, going to find them. And I'm, I, you, you choose, I love how you said you choose every day. And I think advice I would give to dating is, you know, you, you protect your future marriage and that person's future marriage by how emotionally attached you allow yourselves to be early on, mm-hmm. right? Like the moment you're in college and you really start, obviously start feeling like, man, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, I remember the day I was like pretty early on, I was like, you know, and I, I met Brooke later and I was getting ready to do a journeyman project. So I was leaving the country and at the end of the day, I kind of knew like, all right, I'm not playing games and I don't care if, if the girl is like, I, like, I really want to get to know her. Um, but I got to know real quick if she's interested in where this thing's going. So I'm going to just lay it out there and we'll see what happens and praise God. Like, man, it worked out. It was awesome. And it was, but I think that you, the word, the phrase you're choosing to, to love them every day. Like this is, I'm, I'm making this choice. And I think that's really good because dating is everything prior to marriage. So that's your opportunity to just learn about relationships and how people interact with one another and paying attention to the things that you do like and qualities you do appreciate. And by the way, if you don't ever get in settings to see that, you won't get to see it. And it's, that's a healthy thing. So that's one thing I love about church, man. You get to see them on, whether it's a mission trip to wherever or seeing them interact or serving on a serve night or like, this is healthy, man. Like seeing what they're about, even, you know, without, and I, I mean, I think, getting to see them in a variety of settings, but, but just paying attention and learning the kind of qualities you really like. Like, so obviously there's only two main qualifiers, but then obviously if you're wise, you're not just going to go, I mean, you can think about what, what do right. I like in a person? What is something about that I'm really yeah. attracted to? Is yeah. it, is it someone who really serves? It's someone that just, you know, knowledge or whatever, right? Like, um, but it gives them a chance to see that because, yeah. because once you marry, but you've already made the decision. Like, and, and obviously there's situations like you referenced, like if there's abuse and things like this, that these are serious things that we yeah, got to talk you don't, about. You're not excusing, get. but, but, right. but you see way too much these days. I've heard too many stories of man and people just waking up and being like, I'm done. I don't want to yeah. do this. And they just walk. And I'm like, wait, what, <laughs> what, how are you going? Like yeah. you, you think, you know, so what's really encouraging to me is, you know, the people I look at that I love and respect that have been married for many years longer than I have, you know, you, they're willing to admit their marriage has had struggles but man, they have a thriving marriage yeah. and it's not because it was without struggle. It's because they chose mm-hmm. to love and be committed to one yeah. another and through it all. Man. And it's thriving. You're like, man, that's awesome. Yeah. That's my, my wife and I, when we first got married, we were living, uh, in Illinois. Uh, and of course all of our families here in Arkansas. And so for us, man, that was super healthy because we, you know, when we went through those early struggles, uh, we went through those early struggles. Mm. Neither, neither one of us ran home to mom and dad. You yeah. know, I mean, the, the leave and cleave idea uh, really worked out even geographically yeah. for us. And so I really feel like our marriage is a lot stronger That's for that. Cool. So I know I know we're we're probably coming up on the end of the podcast, but uh, I'd like to, to switch things up on you. You're, you're always playing host and okay. asking great questions. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask All a right. few quest- questions okay. of you just All for right. fun. So uh, one thing is, man, how do you know for, for dating couples, uh, how do you know when you discover that person is not the right person and you, you're coming to the end of, of of that dating relationship? How do you go about that well? How do you do that well? That's a great question. I I mean, and by the way, I <laughs> first say, dude, this is hard, man. Like, I and I, whatever I say right now, that may look different depending on that person's situation. 
right? I do think, you know, it, it, it just my first, I'll just give you my gut reaction since we're having fun here and asking each other questions and I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, I think, um, you know, I always, we always say that we want students to leave here being spirit led and learning what that looks like. So the good news is if, if, if you're honoring the, the code, so to speak, and you're really trying to protect that person's future spouse, even if it's you, by the way, right? So then you've, you've kind of guarded that. Well, th- those are much easier conversations, right? Like, so lo- let's say, you know, someone goes out a few times and they just realize like, all right, this isn't then I think that's a, Hey, listen, you know, I've had fun. You're an awesome person. Right. Uh, I think, you know, I, I would advise them celebrate before you evaluate. That's yeah. always good wisdom, yeah. no matter what. So like, Hey, celebrate the good things about them and what you appreciate about them and just say, Hey, you know, I, I think you're awesome. Um, you know, I don't think, I mean, if you're talking about college students at some point, we're talking about marriage, like, Hey, I don't really see that this is a th- direction we're going, but, um, for me and I, and I just want to, I think you got to be assertive and you got to say it right. Yeah. Like don't drag, I will say this, and I'm thinking out loud, so it's taking me a minute, but here's the thing. The longer you wait, the worse that conversation gets. Yeah. So you'll people, you'll have someone have that thought and they'll wait yeah. six months I dated, to have that yeah, conversation. I dated a girl one time, didn't want to break up with her. And literally I did. Now this was, this was early high school that, you know, but yeah. yeah, man, I just, yeah. I waited till she broke up with me, acted like I was sad about it and hung up and, and celebrated. And, and, it was I, sad. and I would say like, don't, a lot of times people, because obviously you, you're fearful of hurting their feelings and all the stuff and having all, I get that, but it's worse if you're like not assertive and communicate very clearly. Yeah. Like, and like what you if you never communicate that and exactly, you're walking down the aisle? That's exactly, how people get cold and, and this, feet. And you know? this happens. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I would say, look, as soon as you know that, like you got to be willing to be honest about it right. and just say, Hey, you know, let's, let's, yeah. it, this is. And if it helps you soften the blow with, hey, can we just take a little time off? Sure. Like, let's take some time off. Yeah. And then come back in a week and say, I, th- I think we're good here. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, like, and here's the danger. The more you allow yourself to get involved. So let's say worst case scenario, a couple sleeps together. Mm. Dude, now that conversation, yeah. it's gut-wrenching, man. A whole different level. It's a whole of different set of, con- it's a whole, which is the wisdom of what God gave us in place to be like, look, I'm trying to help you. Get, like, mm-hmm. this is, there's a reason I put these things into place. I don't even call them rules, man. It's just, it's a beautiful thing done rightly. Yeah. So two, two more questions yeah, really right, quick, just for the sake of time. Yeah, do it, man. I'm uh, in two more really quick. So, uh, this is an area too. And by the way, I love getting to ask you the questions. This is I just fun. Totally, I like, I've never totally done this. Flip, this is great. Flip, flip the script on you here. Uh, so, uh, this is an area of expertise for you. You know, you wrote the book, uh, on the subject matter, but we have kind of danced around, you know, the big obvious thing in terms of physical intimacy, uh, in, in dating relationships and, uh, you don't have to, you know, be long winded about it or anything like that. But one thing I tell a practical thing for, for couples is man, if you will stay in groups, keep the lights on <laughs> and stay upright. If you will do those three <laughs> yeah, things, you will eliminate 99.9% of, of the temptation that you might otherwise face. And so, uh, what's the question? Yeah, so the question is, I'm asking for your advice, man. What what advice do you give to to couples and and how they can, you know, stay pure in those dating relationships? Man, you said I'm supposed to keep this short. Listen, I know you wrote the book. You can just no, I'm no. trying to give you an opportunity. You can just well, kick it out. Listen, I wrote this fairness, book. This is the title. Fairness, it's available on fairness, Amazon. In fairness, the book was about <laughs> a little different angle. Because your question is is something that I don't know that that's even covered. I mean, I think it's covered in the sense that for a young man, if he puts us in the in the place, I think he'll he'll figure it out and how to, he'll honor his that woman that he's dating if he puts those principles in into play. So, 
I think obviously just as a, I mean, I would say, um, in light of me thinking about that, I think as in the same thing we talked about earlier, they need to have a thriving relationship with God and not be dependent on each other. I think that that woman's, I mean, I was surprised when Brooke and I were doing some purity studies. She did one with the girls. And the number one thing the girls struggle with, dude, this is crazy, man, was fantasies. Okay. Uh, guys, obviously pornography, but both, if you really break it down, comes to thought life. Yeah. And so I think, you know, as individuals for that young man, that young woman, they need to, before God and before they're the people they're closest with need to really protect their minds yeah. and think about those things, which are good and right and noble. Yeah. And pure. Because here's the thing you do want to be, I mean, I think physical attraction is a God given thing, by the way. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a Otherwise, good thing. Otherwise relationships really aren't like, happening. Like you know? that's thing, that's yeah. something to celebrate, man. Like that's good. You want to have those feelings. So like sure. that it's. I want to say, look, you ain't wrong to feel these things. You exactly. ain't wrong to want to do those things. Right. But now we got to keep these things in check, right? Because, right. right. you know, and, and the closer you get to marriage, the harder that gets. But, you know, it's hard, man. I think I, I think at its core, at its base level, I'd say, look, they've got to, it starts in the mind yeah. right now. Practically, like, you know, like for your point, like, let's say, because there gets a point where I don't care what rules you give me, Brad. It's like, it's not going to matter, right? Because it's like, I'm. this is what we're doing. And, you, you know, so you do have to protect yourself and like practically speaking, if you get to in a situation where you know, you're about to like, you, you know, it in your mind and heart, which is why I say it starts there. If you're sitting in a room, you know, you can be sitting upright by the way and know what your heart's wanting to do. And you're so as soon as you feel that, and that can get really strong, man, you better just change the environment, like literally change the setting which means you might have to get up and be like, Hey, look, like, let's go take a walk yeah. around campus or let's go, uh, do like, Hey, let's, you know, and that person, yeah. and now it's going to be a little awkward and a little bit like, why? Yeah. But like, just trust me. Let's just go. Like, you you like got to be willing, be willing to change the setting. Yeah. So on its base level, mine, Philippians four, sure. all the day long, 24 seven, uh, practically be willing to change that. Yeah, I love the Bible talks about with every temptation, God gives you a way out. You yeah, so you that's right. Take and the, he does. Final question. Uh, how do you, how do you do? Cause we've talked about dating. We've talked about marriage. How do you, how do you make that switch? Well, uh, how do you know when that person is the one, how do you propose? Well, uh, oh, that's that a great question. So again, this could be look a million different ways. And I always, think about it and tell people like everybody's journey is different and how they, you know, how they discover it's the person. I mean, I'm never going to say it's a, it's a cut and dry situation. Like some people are like, Oh, if you've broke up before, you know, Hey, look, everybody's story is different and there's a gazillion different ways that could go. So, you know, I think a lot of that is, is the harder part. It would be easier just to say right now, like, Oh, just look for these three things. <laughs> I think the the hard part is that that is the, the spirit led part, right? Like, you know, the old phrase, when you know, you know, I know that's silly and whatever, but I will say that, you know, with Brooke, I mean, I knew really early on and I had a kind of a conversation that I needed to know from her some things about like, is is she, cause I didn't know what God was calling me to do. So I kind of right. need to know, Hey, is this girl ready for anything? Cause I just don't know. And I, and I didn't want to, in fairness to her, I didn't want to set her up to, yeah, you wanted to be on the same page. Yeah. Hey, that she's thinking this and who knows. And I, I kind of wanted her to know, like, I have no clue what I'm Very about to healthy. go do with my life. Yeah. And so I needed to know if she was home, as funny as that is, if she was home. Now, I did promise her two things. I said, look, I can't promise you like a location and house and these types of things. I said, I can, I can promise you that I always fight to, to 
bring us towards what God wants for our lives, and then I'll have a roof over your head. Like I literally said, that said that's the t- I'll essentially provision. Maybe a tent, but um, I'll always you know, provide, yeah. and I'll, I'll but that's all I can like yeah. literally promise to you. And yeah. and and she said that's all I want. And when I she said that, I was like, this is Come it. So I do think you know practically speaking, back to, it kind of goes back to your point. I've got to be willing to ask some questions and find out because. I'm going to really know. And when I start feeling that I'm going to really have, I'm going to really have some affirmation of that. As I hear those responses to those questions. But if I'm just hanging out the whole time, Mm -hmm. it's like, am I really fine? No, I had to be, I had to take initiative and ask some really pointed questions so that I could, cause trust me, I, I felt I was in love for sure. I mean, in fairness to our discussion, I mean, you don't fall, but you kind of do fall. I mean, well, sure. there's a balance to it. Like I, I was head right. over heels over this right. girl. Like that, this was awesome, and I was in love. But yeah, but I also understood that it was more than that. Yeah. I understood that okay, yes, I got these feelings, and it's awesome, yeah. and, and I'm floating, and all this. Stuff. This is great. Right. However, there's a practical side of this that I got to make sure you know that. In fairness, she knows what she's signing up for by if this thing's going where I think it's going, and so I think just being willing to ask those questions and, and then pay attention and. And, uh, and this, for as far as proposal, I can't say from a girl's perspective, cause obviously I, I don't know that perspective, but I, I think for a guy, I've always had a joy in telling guys like, Hey, this is such a special moment. Right. And so, you know, I would encourage you that as you get down to a knee, like don't just jump straight to the question. Now don't like type up a page thing and think you're going to know all that. Cause <laughs> your, your mind's going to probably just freak out and go yeah. blank. When you take that knee, you're that you talk about the scariest moment of a man's life, <laughs> like, yeah. man, I, I might rather charge a battlefield uh, <laughs> than have to take a right. knee in front of the girl you want to marry you. And even if you have a hundred percent confidence, even if she's told you the day before, man, if you just ask me, I promise you, I'm going to say yes. It doesn't matter. That moment is one of the scariest moments. And every man listening right now who has proposed, uh-huh understands what I'm talking about. It is terrifying, but it's also beautiful. It is an incredible moment where you have undivided attention. And I always tell them in that moment, be sure you say a few, like just have one or two sentences that you want to be sure you tell her before you ask that question. Yeah, that's good. Because it's, you get that, that's such a precious thing. Want to make sure you say those And things. you savor the moment. You almost yeah. just want to knee down and then just look at her for a second, you know, because I'm I'm hearing lately. It's like a lot of girls' reactions. Like it takes them a minute to even realize this is real. What's happening? Because usually yeah. the girls first, like, hey, what are you doing? Like, it's right. Like, it's like, what are you get up? You know, it's so funny that that is because even though couples talk about it, the girls often like genuinely like doesn't see it coming. All right. Uh, and if the guy does a good job, which you know that's always cool, and, and when you hear that, but yeah, the girls like, what are you doing? So it takes so give them that moment because if you jump, it's like we we just missed the moment. So pause, be patient have those one or two sentences you want to make sure you say, and then give the line, will you marry me? And that kind of gives her the full chance to really soak up the moment. So, you know, again, that's not really answering the question. How do you know? Goodness gracious. Um, but I, I do think, you know, and I think God's spirit is really gracious in that. And and for someone who's really trying to honor God, I think God's spirit just, just puts a blessing and you just, you do. I mean, I don't want to make it too weird about like, if you know, you know, cause that, that can be extreme, right. but but I do think the spirit helps you have a lot of discernment. I'll say that if you're keeping a step with the spirit, I think he gives a lot of discernment in that. Yeah. And that's really encouraging. Yeah. That's good, man. <laughs> Dude. Thanks. That's fun, man. I we should do that more. I, I actually really enjoyed <laughs> that. That was awesome. Uh, man, Brad, thanks so much for coming on. I, I really enjoyed it. And I hope and pray that that was encouraging to you. 
uh, for you listening. And if you're listening right now, you're like, man, I'm married. What are these? What am I? Hey, the good news, you're either going to have kids, you have grandkids, you can have friends who aren't. I mean, everybody's got somebody in their life that they know and connected to that are in this dating world, uh, which is complicated and crazy. And so certainly um, we encourage you to, to keep this in mind. And hopefully there's some some things we talked about that you can help encourage those uh, around you with. So uh, God bless you guys. So thankful for you. Uh, until next time, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging us to stay connected to church, connected to one another, and most importantly, connected to the God we love and serve. God bless.